This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind Season 6, Episode 5. Busy weekend of all things Camogie related. And I am delighted to be joined in studio once again by my wonderful co-host and partner in crime, Mrs. Anya Farrell. Anya, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Martin. How are you? I am great. Thank you very much. It was a busy weekend. We're going to get to it. We're going to review a couple of matches. We'll preview a couple of matches coming up. Also, there was more All-Ireland success for Kilkenny coming in line of a post-primary colleges final again. Unfortunate for... Some of our players down south that was playing with a team in Wexford, they were unlucky to get beaten in the All-Ireland final as well. Maybe there was some involved with the second team in New Ross that may have been part of it. Uh, the the double duo of Wexford teams in that All-Ireland. Um, but we'll come to that later on. But first of all, it was a busy weekend of action in the very Camogie leagues. And we are going to go straight into that because we will be joined shortly, hopefully, by Peter Chapman. Clear, who is the manager of Kilkenny. We will hear from players Katie Byrne, Katie Power, and Kira Ryan, both of the well, we nearly had two Katies, but Katie Byrne and Kira Ryan making their senior debut uh, at the weekend for Kilkenny. And by God, what a debut did both of them have! Anya, let's get right into it. I have the fixtures or the results, I should say, here in front of me. I'm going to go with them as I have here, and I suppose. A little bit of a shock in the very first game because we are going to go straight to the rag in Thurlis for Tipperary and Galway and Tipperary winning this one 310 to 113. Did you go with Galway or Tipperary last week? I need to actually check my um You're scrambling now. I think you decided you were going to go with Galway, did you? Yeah, I think I did go for Galway. Yes, you went for Galway. Galway. That's a big result for Tipperary. It's a huge result for Tipperary. Um and by all means, 310 to 113, they're looking very, very good at the moment. And I know I was talking to a couple of people over the weekend and they were kind of saying that they're perhaps going to be dark horses um, for the All-Ireland Championship as well this year. I think um, I think after last year, they had such a, a good run-up in the round-robin stages of the championship that they kind of felt that they potentially left an All-Ireland final spot behind them. So I think they're certainly going to go hard at it this year. And there's a lot of new names after coming into play there as well for Tipperary. So yeah, really, really good result for them. It certainly was. I mean, it's a pity we can't get the table straight off. I'm going to have to have these ready and try and do them out for next week. But I think that was round two. Didn't Tipperary win their first game as well? Am I right in saying that? Tipperary beat Washford in their first game, yeah. Yeah, So that's two wins in the bounce for Tipperary there. So good result for them so far. Kilkenny and Clare lost for Kilkenny in the very first game after a thrilling encounter against Cork. Clare came to Nolan Park a few seasons ago and beat Kilkenny in their home backyard for want of a better term but I don't know, there's something about Kilkenny this year that Chap Clare has instilled an awful lot of 
between confidence and work rate it was another cracking game to be fair 10 point victory in the end mm-hmm. over Clare at UPMC Nolan Park 119 to 19 and I think the 10 points was justified yeah it certainly was I think you know half time you know Kilkenny were going in there with a 194 point a very comfortable lead I suppose going into it and you know they didn't allow Clare to really dominate any patch of that game and you know Kilkenny took their scores really really well like you know we mentioned it on commentary at the weekend all six forwards managed to get on the scoreboard as well and all six forwards got on the scoreboard from play too which was really really good to see and of course Miriam Bambrick popping up there with a point also from the half back line really 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 impressed with some of the Kilkenny play. I thought Katie Byrne for her her first start, we'll say, um, on the senior team. I thought she played outstanding. She was just so gutsy, um, so ruthless, um, and I think she's definitely going to be a player that you know we really need to to keep an eye on for the for the coming few games. Um, Tiffy, I thought she played really, really well at full back too, you know, nice and solid. I have to mention Roisin Breen in the goal. You know what? I think for her first day out in the goal, she didn't do she didn't do too bad at all. Like she she had good puck outs. Um, you know, you could see her talking to the team and I suppose listen, this is a new kind of a position for her at inter county level as well. We have to remember that. Like she's used to playing outfield. She plays outfield with her club Barra Rangers. Yes, okay, she has had the experience of playing in goal for UL, but I suppose Coming, being drafted in, being drafted in at a senior inter-county position into the goal—that's a hard task for somebody who hasn't been in that position before. And I think, all in all, I think, listen, she did fine. Um, she did fine with that regards. I thought Michelle Teen was very, very sturdy at cornerback. She really has kind of nailed down that position. I still don't know how she bounced back up because I really yeah. thought her collarbone was gone at one stage in that match. She got a few. She got a few heavy, heavy knocks and tackles. But I think, like, do you know what? She's just we mentioned it as well like she's really kind of after putting herself to be one of the leaders on this Kilkenny team like it you know I think she's you know she's still only 25 years of age like so she's still quite young like you know so to, to be a real leader in that I think it's really good to see and she's just firing out from the from the cornerback position and not afraid to drive up the field as well and her distribution of the ball is really good half back line I thought played solid Miriam Bambrick to me was certainly a standout performer I just love the way she's just able to just drive forward she's not afraid to take on a score she could have had an opportunity for another point or two um, I'd love to see her further at the field again I'd love to see her at midfield I think like you know that's where she could really dominate I certainly think the wing back position as opposed to the centre back position suits her down to the ground oh, without the shadow of a yeah. doubt yeah. and I think to be fair to, and I think she might agree with it as well I think she's more comfortable in that position too I thought she was really good two, uh, the two Lauras at midfield I was just going to say it to you because you're talking very, about very well. putting Miriam out midfield I mean the two performances that we've seen from both Lauras in both games mm-hmm. they, they're cementing that place like it's going to be very hard for looking at the first two games now we have three more to go but they really have been exceptional. I mean, the work rate of both of them, okay, they maybe didn't get on the score sheet uh, at the weekend, but still they were everywhere, all over Nolan Park. Mm -hmm. And it was great to see. Yeah, really, really good to see, both being consistent as well um, at all times. And you know what, really delighted to see Lauren Ars getting, you know, some really good game time. You know, last year she was kind of coming and going through injuries as well. So that, I suppose, would have affected um, any game time she would have got. So really good to see that coming up. And and listen, the forwards, they worked seriously, seriously hard. Um, Steffi Fitz, I thought, was outstanding. Kira Ryan, I thought she was absolutely 
brilliant immense for her first senior debut I thought she was absolutely class um, she worked really really hard she was she set up one or two really nice scores but she didn't give up when the ball was coming out she was hassling and harrying her opponent making sure that she was going to try and win that ball back Katie Nolan played very well Asha when she came on scored a pint uh, Eva Prendergast when she came on scored three points two from freeze one from play Julianne Malone three points from play Steffi as we mentioned four from play one from free and Cage Power then getting in there with a point from um, play as well. Keir Ryan also with a point from play. So yeah, like I think overall, definitely would be happy with that result. Definitely would be happy with that. But I suppose, you know, they have a week off. I think next one up is going to be a real, real test for them coming up against Galway. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see the fact that they don't, they have a week off this week. Will we have many changes to, uh, I suppose, the starting lineup for the Kilkenny game against Galway? It certainly will be interesting. I mean, the forward unit alone, I mean, we had multiple scores. Steffi Fitz popping up with, I have her down for five points. Yeah. Julianne Malone getting three points. Katie Nolan coming away with three points as well. Aoife Doyle getting the goal. But it was also great to see some of the subs coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you have Aoife Prendergast getting three points. Asha McCarty getting on the score sheet, getting a point as well. Kira Feeling coming back into the back line. Yeah. You know, the Dixborough players are starting to get a little bit more game time into them yeah. integrated into the play mm-hmm. Chap is really building a nice team around youth yeah exactly. a, a, a mixture of youth and we still have the experience that's mm-hmm. there I mean let's be honest about it I mean Denise Gall is nearly irreplaceable to a team she done so much for the team last year but other players now have to step up and that seems to be happening in the first two games yeah it certainly has like I suppose when you look at Akira Field and Laura Green Sophie O'Dwyer for Prendergast Nasha McCarty all coming off the bench there you know contributed really well as as well to the game on Saturday and you're, you're dead right like you know it's good to see and even like when you look at the subs bench I suppose like you know Roisin Phelan that she wasn't on the senior panel last year. Emily McCarthy is very new to the inter-county squad as well. She wasn't there last year. Laura Green was with the intermediates last year. So this is kind of like her first year up with the senior squad. Um, Sophie was there last year. Asha, Sarah Bark was there last year. Claire Dotney is a new face as well um, to be there. So I suppose out of, out, of the, out of the 10 subs that are there, there's four girls that are new to the scene. And then you throw in the likes of Keir Ryan and Katie Byrne. That's six players that, you know, not necessarily were, were there last year that are kind of you know being brought in and I suppose being moulded into this team and listen there's a lot of other girls I suppose that may not have made the match day programme that they're training and you're right like it is a lot of like youth that we're bringing in you, th- you think about it there you still have the likes of Miriam Walsh and Grace Walsh that have to come back into that and I'd say the two girls are kind of looking at this right, right we need to kind of get back here Jenny Clifford still has to come back for Kilkenny I think Kilkenny are going in a really good direction at the moment and I'm glad to see so many girls getting an opportunity yep. as well and I, and I think that's really really important Well especially at that age and at that grade too because I mean we'll hear from some of the younger players who did make their senior debut starting debuts Kira Ryan her full debut with the team later on it is a huge step up Um We'll hear from Chap Clear in just a few moments' time. We'll finish off with the 1A at the minute. Cork and Waterford was the last game in the Division 1A. Six points to 1-6. A goal victory there for Cork. Now, I know the set to SETU Arena in Carriganore. If there's a breeze blowing or mm-hmm. there's a gale force down there, it's going to make for atrocious conditions and... I mean, I was reading an article uh, there over the weekend as well. One point scored each in the second half yeah. in 30 minutes 
I don't know whether that tells a lot about maybe what the weather was like or what the story is but it's still a very low scoring game yeah, very low scoring and I suppose Cork just, you know, scraping out of there with a victory as well and, you know, not an easy task to go down to, to Waterford and take away that victory and I suppose, listen, it was always going to be um, a replay of last year's All-Ireland final and I think Waterford would certainly want, would want to go to that game and just, you know, bring that bit extra to it. Um, but yeah, by all means, very, very low scoring game so there, there must have been a serious, serious uh, gale force win there or else both teams were extremely defensive in the, the way that they played Either way I mean Waterford did beat Cork in the Munster Championship last year as well yes the All-Ireland Final didn't go Waterford's way but still I suppose when you're looking at um, the teams that haven't got a win on the board yes uh, and that's been Clare and Waterford um, Galway beating Clare in the first one Tip beating Waterford in the second one I mean nobody is going to want to hear the word relegation no. um, and we still have many matches to go in it because there's five rounds still to play but still if you're looking from a Clare point of view from what we saw over the weekend like four players out of the starting six was always on the score sheet yeah. of all of them one of them was only multiple uh, scorer mm-hmm. Zian Spillan who was probably one of the best forwards that we've seen um, around for such a young player as well was playing in midfield and realistically she was lost because both of her Laura's done so well in the midfield positions um, I don't know it, it's kind of I won't say it's worrying times but I mean you don't want your league to end up I suppose like Kilkenny's league last year and it just pittered out at the end of it you want a bit of momentum going into your Munster Championship build that momentum going into the All-Ireland Series which I know is not starting until May but the last thing you want to be doing is going out in every game and being defeated in them like you would like to be getting a couple of points on the board yeah certainly um, you know I do think for Clare though I do think they you know that they certainly had an awful lot of girls that would have been involved in the Ashburn so you know and you know that's not saying that all the other counties do but I do think this particular cohort of players had an awful lot of girls that would have been involved throughout the Ashburn weekend um, I know Zian Splan was carrying an injury going into this game um, as was Lorna McNamara as well so you know I think for Clare they're probably just getting over the fact that they they may be just getting their panel fully together the last couple of weeks and I'm sure that they are going to push on with it. I don't think they're going to be, obviously they're not going to be happy with a 119-19 defeat um, to Kilkenny and that and the fact that anytime they do come up against Kilkenny, particularly in the National League, they do always give them um, a good game. Um, I think they probably will be disappointed with that but nonetheless I think that they're just going to have to pick themselves up and, and move on from this game now as well. Yeah, I suppose Cork. Oh. Cork going very, very well with two wins out of two there. Um, so themselves and uh, Tipperary going well. Um, we'll move along and check it out. I did say that I was going to try and get Chap Clear uh, to get a hold of him for an interview. I'm going to see whether he's able to join us right now or not. Let's go to the phone line and see. Chap, are you there? Okay, no, so we haven't got chap just yet. That's okay. Uh, Anya will move on to the Division 1B, uh, which was also uh, only started over the weekend. And down in Antrim uh, was the first game that comes up on my sheet here. And it was victory for Antrim by four points in this one. So they're off the mark on a good start to their campaign. Yeah, certainly are. And I suppose, listen, that was probably um, that was probably a result that we were probably really 
looking at um, that was you know inevitable really but you know I think De- I think Antrim will be very happy that very I suppose hard for down the fact that Antrim had to had the um, away venue there as well so listen down will just have to pick themselves up though but a good result in all for Antrim it certainly was I'm just trying to pick up to see the other 1B games down to the bottom of the page I have to go uh, Kerry and Limerick Limerick coming away with a 3.23 to 1.4 victory in this one it's a big win for Limerick to be fair to them yeah huge huge win for Limerick very disappointing for Kerry and I think Kerry would be really really disappointed with that that they didn't that they didn't give a, a good showing in relation to the scoreboard but you know 3.23 for Limerick that's a massive scoreline and it's kind like sending early warning signals to any opposition that they're going to come up against that they really do mean business. Uh, the other game then was Wexford and Dublin in 1B. Wexford 2.15, Dublin 17 points. I make that a four-point victory for Wexford. Yeah, really good result there for Wexford and I believe Kira O'Connor was certainly uh, to the fore on that. She was named a full forward. I wouldn't like to be a full back having to, to play against her, to be honest with you. Um, I think she's just really, really on form and she really is Wexford's um, go-to girl as well and Ashling Marr was also named as uh, Dublin's captain as well this year. So, um, you know, two top class forwards kind of pitching off against each other on either side but a really good result there for Wexford too it certainly was I need to put this fella on it certainly was a good result right I think this time Chap is free to have a chat with us and he's joining us on the line right now and of course senior manager for Kilkenny Chap how are you this evening good evening Martin how are you we are all great thank you very much it was a busy weekend overall for all things Camogie, but we were just having a chat about it there a short time ago. Good result for yourselves over the weekend, coming away with a 10-point victory over Clare. You've had a little while now to digest the game from the weekend. So what's the thoughts now with a few hours after the match? Yeah, well, I suppose first of all, it was great to get the result, uh, but what was even more pleasing was the performance, Martin. I think... Um, we did really, we did really well um, over the course of the sixty minutes. I know there was a couple of occasions that, that Clare had a little bit of run of at the times, but in general, uh, over the course of the game, um, I felt we we definitely outworked our opponents, and uh, I think we were full value for a ten point victory. He made a couple of changes to the starting lineup to, compared to the Cork game, and they worked very, very well for you. Is this something that we may be going to see during the league that we can see a couple of tweaks here and there to see what kind of players that you're thinking about maybe in different positions? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I suppose the, once the clear match was over, there was a line drawn in the sand, and we've two weeks now to get ready to Galway. So I suppose, depending on how players perform in training over the next. Uh, 10 days and the three or four sessions we get in and we'll determine an awful lot in terms of the starting 15 for uh, for Galway so we want to there is fierce competition amongst the group and we want to continue to drive that competition and as I said to you how well people go on training will determine um, if people get get a start or, or, or get an opportunity to come on or not you know? Ms Efanoni was just actually chatting about that just before we were able to get you on the phone there it seems to be a nice blend that you're going down the road of youthfulness in and the team and mixing that in with a couple of the I suppose more experienced players as well and it's actually nice to see because we actually commented on that over the weekend as well that the younger players are getting a chance at this level because there's a huge step as you know coming up either from minor or even intermediate level up into senior um, and it's great to see those players getting that opportunity Yeah absolutely and I suppose the demands um, of, of inter-county camogie especially at the, at, at the senior level they're very very high and it's an incredibly competitive environment Um 
you know, so we, we have a group of girls, uh, some experienced, some not so experienced, that are all in, in, in together and they're all working really hard, Martin, and we're delighted with that. Um, but we want to give these girls opportunities and we want to give girls an opportunity to test themselves um, in, in, in the league. And I suppose the one great thing about the league structure uh, is that because it's so competitive, that every single game, um, you have skin in the game, there's something to play for, you know. So uh, our victory over the weekend has, I suppose, given us an opportunity now to, to reassess um, the way the results have gone we're, we're very much still in it so we're we're, we're in a nice position we feel uh, heading up to Galway in two weeks time and as I said we're just looking forward to uh, to working on a few things we need to work on over the next couple of weeks Well I suppose your result over the weekend and Tipperary beating Galway as well certainly blows us wide open for a spot into the league final with the top two taking part in the league final stage with only Tip and Cork at the minute with uh, two wins from two and you still have to play Cork, Waterford and as you said Galway in two weeks time did you manage to get a chance uh, to look at the video over the weekend because I know when we were chatting afterwards you weren't overly happy maybe with some of the frees in particular the technical ones and with the throw ball were you able to see whether they were actually uh, coming on the video as fouls or something that you can work on over the next week yeah, definitely something we can work on. And I suppose, um, you know, our free count was quite high, but I suppose on the one hand, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough that it is where it is because uh, we're so competitive and, and the group are working so hard and, you know, maybe we just need to manage that a little bit more, but I'd rather somebody trying and making a mistake than actually not trying at all, you know, so um, the, the basics are there, the fundamentals are there. Um, I suppose, look, if you, if you look back over the match, I suppose... I think we hit nine wides and dropped six balls short, you know, so there's 15 scoring opportunities that we didn't take, um, which is a little bit disappointing. But on the other side, you know, we got 20 scores um, and had, had 16, 15 or 16 that uh, we didn't take. So we're creating a huge amount of chances. Um, so we just need to up our conversion rate a little bit. And, and I'm, I'm, from our perspective, we'd love to work on uh, over the next two, two weeks, but we, we are creating an awful lot of chances. We just need our conversion rate to, to increase slightly. But I'm very happy with the, the chances that we're creating. Talking about the conversion rate as well, I suppose when it comes to dropping balls into the goalkeeper's hand, you're trying to put the ball over the bar and it's not really working out. So the scorable points and that is something definitely to work on. But there was maybe three or four goal opportunities that was available to yourselves as well. And we did mention the word ruthlessness as well after the match on Saturday that's something maybe that can also be worked on because when you know yourself coming up against the other teams they'll be ruthless so maybe we need to instill a bit of that into our panel as well Absolutely of course will and I suppose I suppose the one thing I'd always temper that with is, is it is still only February you know so uh, it is very very early stage in terms of league and I, I'd be more concerned if we were absolute, at 100% on all our conversion rates this time of the year because we wouldn't have a massive amount to work on then so we're tipping along nicely Martin we're, we're, we're not being overly spectacular but we're just keeping our heads down we're working hard uh, we're staying humble uh, but it's a very very ambitious group as well make, make no secret about that it's a very ambitious group and they want to do well um, so look as I said we'll work hard over the next two weeks um, and as I said we'll have a crack of a match up in Galway in two weeks time and that's going to be a a right one and we're looking forward to that it certainly is and both teams always bring out the best in one another we saw some of the best games in Galway last year especially when it came to uh, I think it was the was it the league or even the semi-final on you that we needed the, the draw or the win to get it that we were ahead Galway came back was it the championship last part it was yeah um, cracking matches I suppose we were talking about this off air as well a small little bit you have a lot of players to still come back into the fold some of them are very experienced players and maybe they're looking in at the sideline and seeing how good the younger players are performing it's certainly going to make competition for places an awful lot stronger for ye over the next couple of weeks 
Yeah, and I mean, that's what we want, you know, as a group, as a panel, as a management team. What we want is competition. We want everybody driving everybody on. Um, and I said, I always say we're, we're missing no one because we have who we have. And we always have 15 going out and we have uh, girls to pick from. And the great thing is, I suppose, we have a few girls that are to come back over the next couple of weeks. And that would be fantastic for the group. Uh, but those girls know that they're going to have to come back and, uh, and hit the ground running, you know. But to be fair to all the girls who are injured at the moment, Matt, and they're working incredibly hard behind the scenes. Nobody sees that. Uh, but they're working on the rehab, they're working hard, uh, they're getting themselves in great shape. So um, I'd be confident once we get those girls back that, um, they won't, you know, OK, their touch might take a little bit of while to get going, but I'm up to the pace, but not not too much because they're, they've done a huge amount of work behind the scenes. So, uh, but again, it's, it's for me, it's all about competition. It's all about everybody driving everybody on and uh, different days, different girls will step up to the plate and um, it's not about any one person, but the collective, but the group, and, and, and that's what we're um, what, what we're striving towards is making the group as competitive as possible, uh, and we'll all benefit then. And that's something that you actually know as a former player yourself. I mean, that rehab can be a lonely time because often you're doing it on your own, as you say, behind the scenes. Nobody is seeing it. You're trying to push yourself. Do you have the pain barrier, the agony, trying to break through it and trying to get yourself right again so that you're not coming along and getting a, another injury on top of it to put you out for a longer spell on the sideline as well. And as a, a former player yourself, that is a lonely spot at times. Ah, it is, and I suppose look, the the one thing I suppose at our group is we did a gym session, Martin, on Sunday morning, and you know it was brilliant to see Miriam and Grace and Sinead O'Keefe, and they're on the exercise bike and they're working as hard as everybody else. You know they're really putting in the work. Uh, we're looking forward to getting those back on the pitch, and I suppose they know they're every bit as much a part of the squad as as everybody. So um, the main thing for me uh, and for them is that you know we don't rush anybody; that we give them the time they need. That whatever injury is, we give them the chance to to heal properly, so that when you come back, we have them back. You know, and that's. Um, that's the main thing whether somebody gets an injury now or somebody's coming back from an injury we need to just give girls a chance for it to, to get right because uh, when, when, when they do come back uh, we're going straight into 100 miles an hour so there's no kind of rest so we need to, to make sure that they, they get whatever we have the need you know We were chatting as well after the match on Saturday and you mentioned to me it was great to have the two home games in UPMC, Nolan Park, but that you were going to be on the road now next and excited to get away as well for a while. So three games left, two of them is away, one in Galway in two weeks' time. Then you have Tipperary back at home again, which I'm assuming is going to be in uh, Nolan Park, and then Waterford away. So three nice games, two of them away. You're looking forward to the away trips. Yeah, really excited about that. Um, the Galway trip, obviously, is the next one, so we're, we're, we're totally focused on that. But it'd be a good opportunity for us as a squad as well to get away. And uh, you know, I always found now as a player that when you go to these away matches, they're a great opportunity to uh, to bond and get to know people a bit better. And um, you know, so you know, you're traveling away in a bus up and down. So it'd be brilliant from that perspective. But obviously, look, we're very focused on what we need to do. We're going up to Galway in two weeks' time, and we need to put on a performance, and we need to hopefully get a result. Um, then we've got Tipperary at home, and please God, that'll be in Nolan Park again. Um, and the girls are getting a great kick out of being in Nolan Park. Um, it's brilliant for us. They're absolutely loving it. We're all loving it. Um, so please God, that match will be in Nolan Park as well. And then obviously, we've got Walsh in the last match. And by the looks of things, no matter what happens, every team is going to have something to play for going into those last matches. But uh, hopefully we can uh, we can get a good result in two weeks' time and, and, and reassess them after that. 
it's probably depending on how the results go in round three. It's one of the closest leagues that we have had for a while and as you mentioned a lot of the teams are still in contention. I suppose the fact that the two, te- top, two top teams will play in the league final certainly does open it up to everybody that if at least if you lose one game another result like we saw last weekend can open up the possibility that you may have lost your first one as you did against Cork very narrowly um, but had a good win then against Clare so it really is I would think going down as you say as well to the last round of games to see who is going to be fighting for those top two spots for the league final Yeah which is great I mean I think you have four teams on two points at the moment Cork on four and Clare on zero so I mean it's like once next weekend is over uh, it's just hugely competitive and it's very hard to, to call which team is going to go where and even when it comes to the last match Martin there's you know there's head-to-heads and there's scoring averages so there's a myriad of things um, to see who, who gets through but look it's great that all the games are really competitive it's great that girls every time they get their opportunity in, in, the, in the league it's a meaningful game that means something uh, and that's really important as well because when you're building the squad and building the panel uh, you want to make sure that challenge games are fantastic and they're great but you know, meaningful proper games in, in league and in championships what it's all about so um, I'm you look we, we have a big match now in two weeks time uh, we've parked the player match that's done now um, and really looking forward to training over the next uh, week and 10 days and, and seeing what kind of a squad we can assemble for uh, for the Gordon match but very happy with the attitude and aptitude of the girls so far I have to say talking about attitude as well I mean there's a lot of fun that's had within that group of players and you can actually tell about it as well because even before the match of the weekend I was down in the dressing room uh, with the women that was there and they were preparing and the whole lot and they were all so excited for the game but they were all happy and up for it I mean the bond that seems to be brought together already which ye is the management and the players itself in such a short period of time seems to be out of this world and I haven't seen it in a number of years like a, a team that well adjusted and well come together in the last little while Yeah and for like, look, togetherness and spirit is something that's really important to me and it's really important to this group um, but it's very easy to just say you know you want to be together or you want spirit you have to actually earn it or whatever and how you earn it is out on the hurling pitch and, and you know when they're doing their strength and condition and doing their long runs or they're doing their individual sessions themselves and they're coming up with little pods I mean that's where you kind of create that spirit you know and if you're doing a, a long run in training and you're feeling and somebody's from beside you and they're egging you on and urging, that's, that's what builds spirit you know so uh, we're lucky that we have some brilliant brilliant girls in that squad some Girls that have been there a couple of years, uh, other girls are just coming in and, and they're gelling really, really well. They're setting very high standards of excellence for themselves and for the group. Um, and I suppose, look, we can't stand there. We have to keep driving forward and keep improving. And we've made great strides over the last couple of uh, last couple of months, really, since we've got together. But we've loads more to go for Martin, which is which is which is brilliant for us as a group, you know. So we just want to keep our heads down, keep working hard, stay humble. Uh, but keep that ambition there as well because that's really important and we're loving it and we're also loving following the progress as well over the last uh, two games and with the remaining three games plus more when it comes to Leinster and the all Ireland series as well later on but Chab sorry for keeping you so long I really could chat to you all day because uh, the time flies when we're going through these interviews but as always thank you for being so open and honest with us and we look forward to the trip to Galway in two weeks time following you all the way in that will be live with ourselves here on KCLR as will all of the league games exclusively this year thanks to Callan Co-op and thank you to everybody involved there but for the time being Peter Chavclear Senior Camogie Manager with Kilkenny thanks a million for having a chat to us here on Come On Kind
No bother, Martin. Thank you. A pleasure as always there to talk to that man and really his uh, knowledge. And I mean, you don't even feel the time flying by when you're trying to uh, interview him and ask him questions. But um, great to have uh, him on board. And so frank and open and honest with us as well, Anya. It is great to see. Right, let's move down through a couple more of the matches. Um, I suppose... The Carlo ladies, we had high hopes maybe of them um, progressing a small little bit in round two. They played so well against Derry. Um, were unlucky to come away with a five point loss they came up again awfully at the weekend and awfully are putting up some big scores and flying it at the minute and we were actually having a chat about this on you and I want to get your view on it as well over the weekend um, the minors is going to start at the weekend mm-hmm. and they have a minor competition so you have the minor A and you also have a minor A shield mm-hmm. now awfully seems to be a little bit better than the intermediate grade when it comes to it but as we've seen over the last couple of years they're probably not to the senior standard yet but they are working on it to be fair to them Um, and they're putting in a lot of effort and I saw their minor team playing over the weekend as well in the minor A Leinster Shield final and a fantastic group of players but for poor Carlo, I mean, they really did come up again a strong, awfully outfit at the weekend. Is there scope there, do you think, maybe for having a... Sh- I, I know the, the 1B is there, so maybe if awfully do get promoted this year, they will go to the 1B and we'll see how they're getting on now when it comes to it. But so far, like, it's going very well for awfully Just a bad day at the office for Carlo. Yeah, certainly a, a five thirteen to to one seven scoreline is a huge result for Offaly, and I suppose we have spoke about Offaly over the last couple of years. That yes, okay, they may not be competitive at um, they may not be competitive at senior level, and I suppose for their own development, maybe they would be better off playing at intermediate level. And I think that's where they could, you know, bring back the confidence in a lot of their players. And I suppose to to bring up a scoreline like that, that's a huge result for them. And we have to say, like Offaly have been doing very well at underage level. They won a minor All-Ireland there a couple of years ago too. They won the a Leinster, a Leinster title there at the weekend too as yeah. well. So do you know what? They're, they certainly are working from the ground up and I suppose that's where they kind of had to start to, to start their development from. And listen, it, it seems to be working and, and they're certainly pushing through with some really good talented players. And only lost out by the point last week. We have to remember to Westmeath as yeah. well. And when we come to that, I mean Westmeath and Meath um, were tied at the weekend, which is actually going to be my next game down along the line when I look at it because that was a draw 2-7 to 13 points and from what I can gather talking to a couple of Meath people at the weekend they're very disappointed but also the fact that Aoife Minogue is actually out of that team with an ACL injury as well um, is a huge loss. blow to meet. Yeah, huge, huge loss, I suppose. She was certainly one of the most pivotal players that um, Meath had last year and she was the driving force for them in the All-Ireland final and in the replay as well um, against Derry. So, you know, that's obviously going to be a huge loss for them. You know, Meath and West Meath, they always serve up a cracker of a game and a 13 points to 2-7 draw for both teams, I suppose. You know, yes, Meath will probably be disappointed because they will have high hopes for the, the league campaign this year. But I think, you know, certainly on that at the end of the day I think both teams will be happy to walk away with um, you know sharing the points on it because you know they are that's that's a huge game of rivalry there in that Well it certainly is Cavan and Derry is the other game in that uh, 1B league round 2 and for poor Cavan I mean it has been a bad day uh, as well as they came up again the All-Ireland Champions 320 to 1-2 mm-hmm. we did say that it was going to be like that um, and just for poor Cavan it was a bad day but look they will bounce back um, 
Um, I have no doubt about that. Moving along then to the 3A uh, results, we have Armagh and Roscommon. Huge results coming up here. Yeah. Armagh 5-15, Roscommon 4 goals and 10 points. Uh, seeing if there's any more 3A results there, I don't Kildare see Leach. any. Kildare and Leach. Is that in 3A? Yeah. yeah. It's not coming up. On, oh, there it is. Sorry. Yeah. yeah um, huge result for Leash. Yeah. Over Kildare. Result, yeah. Mm, huge, huge results there. Oh, I would have personally fancied Kildare in that one myself. Um, but yeah, massive results there for Leash. They're, they're putting in the work and they're after getting their just rewards. I would just like to um, give recognition there to whoever is over the Kildare Kamogi Facebook page. It's absolutely brilliant. The uh, amount of work that goes into it is absolutely fantastic. Hold on, hold they're, on. Um, what's their slogan? Um, our players, your girls, or something in along the lines of that. Austin Crow. Brilliant. PRO in Kildare. That's yeah. who he is. The and photos that immense. are being put yeah. up, the reports that are being put up, making sure. And like, do you know what's really good to see as well? It's the faces of the players as well that are getting out there so that everybody, I suppose, that follows their page will will actually get to know the, know the girls. Um, so Kuto's there to the Kildare and their PRO. Yeah, no, Austin is very good. He's done a, a Trojan amount of work that he didn't have to do last week for the, uh, the Kildare game. Um, and yeah, but look, that is a huge result for Leash. I think it's mm. their very first win in nearly three years yeah. um, from what I can gather. So uh, yeah, exceptional there. Um, in the 3B, then we, uh, just going down 2A, we've done it. 1B, we've done 3B. Limerick then, a good weekend for Limerick all round. Their second team coming away with a 4.20 to 4 point win over Down at Capamore at the weekend. Huge result there. And also for Dublin yeah. um, in TU Blanchard's Town 228 to a single point for poor Antrim. Um, not a good day at the office, but they will be back, no doubt, and they will keep going as well. Um, in Division 4, then Tyrone 518 to Mayo 13 points. And as we've always said in the Division 4, Anya, um, we probably don't know enough about them um, to give, but that is a huge result uh, when it comes to results. Wicklow and Louth. 217 to 2 points in favour of Wicklow there that's a good result for Wicklow doing very very mm-hmm. well um, our man Ross Common we gave Kildare we gave Kerry we gave and Wexford we gave so that is all the results of the adult competitions there and uh, as we speak I just need to dial a line so oh, 08 that fella yeah, oh. Uh, and I am just making a phone call right now because I did promise that we would have the manager of the under-16 team ready to go with us um, for an interview and hopefully he can join me very, very soon. Just seeing if I can get him on the phone because the under-16 Leinster Championship did start over the weekend and there was lots of participants going in it and... I can't get him on the phone at the minute now. There's no answer. Sure he's available? Anyway, Anya. Um, we have 16s anyway. We have uh, matches coming on. I wonder if I have the right number or am I ringing? I'm ringing the wrong person, I'd say. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what's wrong, I'd say. Anyway, uh, that is why I can't get him on the phone. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Stupid me. 
Let's good result for the under-16s anyway. They got their Leinster campaign <laughs> off to a, a good start too um, and raking up a really, really good scoreline in that too. So I'm sure the, I'm sure Canis and his management team will be very happy with that. There with we that go. Note. Well, let's uh, let's see if we can do it this time because <laughs> it, um, it certainly didn't work out well for me the first time. But yeah, the under-16s all playing well over the weekend and yes we do have Canis this time even though I was ringing the wrong number the last time Canis Hickey manager of the under 16 team how are you sorry Canis Brennan that's why I was getting the number wrong I was ringing Canis Hickey Canis how are you good thanks Mark yourself ah sure be apart from wrong numbers and trying to get everything to go right here for me at some stage we are all good thank you very much Uh, we were just having a chat about the under 16s briefly you had your first game against Wexford at the weekend and it was a very good result for yourselves 3.17 to 4 points I know the score at half time you were well ahead um, I think if I'm not mistaken was it 3.14 to a point at half time so uh, it was 3.6 six, three, six to no score at half time 3.6 six. Uh, good result for yourselves yeah look it's always good after 3 months work to get out and get your first chance match <laughs> under your belt because you're always a bit apprehensive um, now I knew we had a very good squad. We have, we have two fantastic squads in fairness, the A and B squad, and, and some of the, some wonderful, wonderful talented players. So I knew the talent was there to to win this match on Sunday. It was just a matter of getting over the hurdles. So we played with a breeze and we got a great start. We got some great goals from Ella Walton and from 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 Ruth Crowley as well, and some great scores and points as well, and pushed on in the second half as well so look I mean Wexford were probably a little bit weaker than I thought they were going to be but uh, look you can only play what's in front of you and we pushed on the girls as best they could to to, to try and top up a good score Well you certainly will have momentum going into the next game because Dublin is next up for yourselves on next Sunday it's another away game uh, to Dublin the A's and the B's out together Um, what way do you like that? Do you like the format of having the game one week after the other that you don't have too much time to dwell on things? Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind the format at all because we, um, we, we, we week after week, there's a couple of breaks in the middle of it as well, which is grand. It gives you a, a week or two here, here and there to do a bit of training and tweak a few things as well. So um, next weekend is the first weekend for the B, so we need to forward to them getting out. We, we have asked uh, if, if the matches can be played at one venue maybe and probably as a double header. We'd be able to see both games if we could. Um, so we'll see what happens on that on that front. But look, it's 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 hot and heavy now until probably the end of May. We've games nearly every second weekend, and every weekend coming forward from from here on in. Canis, the, the Under-16 Championship, I suppose, is a springboard into the All-Ireland Series, which nearly starts almost immediately afterwards. Is it nice preparation going into the All-Ireland to have a couple of matches there? Because, obviously, if there was no Leinster Championship, you're trying to find challenge matches against teams, and obviously that can be very hard at the time of the year and trying to find pitches and that. At least if there's a structure there, we'll say, with the Leinster matches that you know you're going to be having games on a certain weekend... Is that good preparation going into the All Ireland series? It is absolutely. Like the list of format is far better because I know in Munster it's a direct knockout the Munster Championship, so you get one game, then you're on. So I mean, in Leinster, it's fairness with the round robin systems, and and then we have an All Ireland Leinster final at the end of it, the top two teams, which is great. It brought us on a lot last year, huge improvement. So it's a much better system. Uh, we had a three or four challenge games over the last few weekends, and and the, the hassle of trying to get pitches alone, and I want to thank the people that provided pitches for us was was, was hard. To, hard to say the least 
So it's great when pitches or when matches are actually designated and someone else has to worry about a pitch. So it makes my life a lot easier, I suppose. <laughs> it doesn't make mine any easier though I can tell you that much uh, no but I, I, I tell you now the hardship even trying to find a pitch for Offaly and even Dublin for the Leinster Minor Shield final last week like there was no pitch available this uh, side of the airport in Dublin in any county uh, apart from Fen and Fair Play to the lads in Carlo GA there for uh, the use of the facilities up there because they are brilliant but um, the weather really has been hampering big time how have you found training yourselves uh, over the last number of weeks how has that been going for you training has been great it's been great we did a great programme we did a six week programme like last year with Bravo Gym uh, for a bit of certain condition the girls most of the girls have never done it before so it definitely helps and it, it, it gives them a bit of education in relation to maybe what's ahead of them in future life if they want to progress on the camogie front as well so it was fantastic to, to, to James uh, and David helped us out with that, and we'll probably get him back for another session here and there as well. So other than that, we're, we were down on, on, on different pitches. We're looking at the tank, James's Park as well. Big for giving us there. We did a lot of work in there as well. And other clubs as well, James College, John Locks, have been great, very good to us as well, uh, letting us on the pitches. So uh, it's been look, it's, it's been a work in progress. And uh, it's, it, it, we, 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 we're travelling the country a little bit. Tuller as well, of course, actually. We, we, we tried a new pitch in Tuller last weekend. Absolutely beautiful pitch. I recommend it. Uh, one of the best pitches I've played on in the in, in the county uh, this year. Fabulous new pitch down in Tuller. I'm just looking at your team as well here that was out over the weekend and there's a, a huge spread of players all over the county from north to south. There's a, a good array and a big spread of players in the club. Is the, I suppose, the standard of player at under-16 level this year compared to last year, do you think that the standard is getting better every year? Yeah, definitely. We were very dominated by northern, say, northern teams, uh, northern, north the city, city and north teams in last year's. But there's a greater spread this year, which I'm really happy to see. Um, it's great to have all the girls in the south, and they're fantastic girls. And um, so, but the, the overall, this this year's team is probably a more balanced team in that they're they're all around the same level. I mean, I could put I could play any one of the 26 girls on the A squad or any one of the 34 girls in the B squad. And I wouldn't have any difference on the team as such. I mean, they're all very balanced players. They're all really set high level. But look, we started off with 124, cut down to 60 girls. So, I mean, it was it was tough going and the girls didn't, didn't make it. But, I mean, the girls that are there really appreciate it and they really train hard, the 60 girls we have now. So, it's um, uh, preparations have done really well. So And, and they're, they're really great ladies to work with, I must say. And, and, and uh, they do everything I ask them, which is fantastic. Well, like all of the teams around Kilkenny, we just had Chap Clear on a few moments ago as well. We look forward to following all of the team's progress. But for the time being, as we did say, Kilkenny getting off to a winning start in their under-16 Leinster A competition with victory over Wexford at the weekend and a final scoring of 3.17 to 4 points. And up next, as Canis has already said, there is the dubs on Sunday coming March the 3rd and venue and times on them are not yet known as we speak but Canis thanks a million for having a chat to us on Come On Kind the best of luck at the weekend and we look forward to hopefully reviewing another win after Sunday's performance Thank you Martin nice to talk to you
And you too, that was Kenneth Brennan there. And I did get the name right this time, manager of the under-16 team. So if anybody else out there has a missed call or a couple of missed calls, sorry, it was me trying to ring a wrong number. Oh, it's been one of those days on you. Right, let's keep going with the interviews before we get into looking ahead to the competitions and the matches this weekend. I managed to catch up with, I suppose, one of the more experienced players on the Kilkenny team over the weekend. And that was Katie Power. Katie had a chat to us, and here's what she had to say. Katie Power, congratulations! First win under the belt. It seemed like it was a really tough test against Clare out there today. Uh, yeah, it was sure it was a tough battle. Like the last couple of years, we've they've bet us last year, you know, as All Ireland champions, and the last couple of years we barely struggled to get over over the line with them so it was important for this group to get a win after last week's performance was obviously very good but we still didn't win the game so we were conscious about trying to get two points on the board as a new group as a new team so thankfully we've done that Last week was a great game against Cork like you said didn't get the just rewards that you might have you played very well again for long periods of time Clare had a small little bit of a purple patch but you seemed to stem that again and you pushed on and I mean 119 in the end is a great score especially for the National League Yeah great scoring and you've seen the girls coming on like Asha and Eve Pender like you know there's weak competition for places and in fairness we're all on our toes looking over saying geez I don't want to be taken off or I want to be getting a bit of game time so no it is great 119 is no mean feat so that was great and you know only to concede 19 very little from play which you know it's it's definitely pleasing yeah what's it like with chap over you because your work rate seems to be a hundred times more than what it was last year is that something that he's instilling into the players it's all about work rate because the intensity he put into both matches today and last week was immense yeah sure look I suppose work rate is the big word in, in every game and every team will say it but I suppose it's about implementing it and you know it's really fresh in there this year you know everyone is really really enjoying it and I suppose when you're enjoying something you know it comes a bit easier for you and as I said you know the girls are flying it they're fit as fleas and yeah everyone's relishing it you know as I said it's a new team it's a new group so we're just trying to set new standards for ourselves You had a great game yourself were you thinking to yourself it wasn't going to be the day you were going to get on the score sheet was it nice to make it a full house there towards the end? Oh yeah Jesus I hit a few into the goalie as well so it was nice to get on the score sheet but look it doesn't matter you know we created a lot of scores now that we left a lot behind us as well we hit a huge amount into the goalie wasted a lot of chances especially in the first half so you know like it's it's great we scored 119 but we probably left behind at least 10 or 11 scores as well so they're all work-ons we're playing Galway the next day so that's going to be a day that we're going to have to take more of them chances you know so uh, yeah look we've two weeks to that game now so looking forward to knuckling down again Well done Casey great performance today and good result Yeah thanks Martin It was a very good performance there by one of our forwards and we were willing and hoping because Katie done so much work over the weekend was the last person in the cog of the wheel for a full house of forwards to score and by God did she get a great cheer when it did go over the bar close near the end but she was after making a lot of scores as well. We mentioned younger players on the team and some of them who were making their senior debuts. One of them was a Dixborough All-Ireland winner and she played cornerback for Dixborough. She also played cornerback at the weekend and done very well. This is our Owen, Katie Byrne. Katie Byrne, first things first, don't ever listen to the manager when it comes to media interviews, but uh, what a performance today by Kilkenny and yourselves, a senior league debut for the Black and Amber women. Um, couldn't have went much better for you, could it? Ah, no, it was good now. It was nice to... I think the one point lost last week was a, 
it hit us hard and we really had to come out today against Clare. I know last week was Cork and All-Ireland champions and everything that they've won, but we're here this year, we're here to make business. Well, you certainly did make business today. Um, for yourselves, I mean, playing with Dixborough cornerback, you're immense with winning the All-Ireland final, playing in Crow Park, great day as well. But when you come to inter-county scene as well, was it what you thought it was going to be? Or is it that little bit tougher than when you're playing in the club? Uh, well, it's a big step up, um, fitness-wise. Um, you're only one of the younger girls on the team here, whereas in the borough, felt like I was an older girl even though I'm, I'm still young but everyone is gelling together and they make you feel at home so it's it's grand. It's when you found out that you were going to start today what was the feelings like? Uh, I was absolutely shocked I didn't believe it. First thing I done was I rang my mother so. <laughs> well, now, what, what did what did Mammy what, what did Emer say? She couldn't believe it either. <laughs> It was a great day, though, for yourself and for the club as well. But I suppose playing against Clare, I mean, you had a, a couple of tough forwards there. Lorna McCarthy or McNamara was playing very, very well on your Lachlan. But the back line as a whole, you seemed to be solid right from Roisin all the way out to Miriam at number seven. You worked well as a team. Is that something that Chap is instilling into you this year? Uh, yeah, everyone's kind of gelling together and getting to know each other's positions and how each other's style of play is and then just working together and learn from each other, I suppose, and just bring it all together in one for a match. Well, congratulations. Brilliant league debut and good luck going forward. Bit shy like her mammy. When you put the microphone in front of them, she doesn't know what to say. But an absolute lovely girl, I have to say, is our Katie. And it's nice to get the view of the younger players as well because, you know, we're sure... I like chatting to anybody that'll talk to me after a game. One of those players, I have to say, was very articulated and that was Kira Ryan from Clara who made her full senior debut at the weekend. She was immense and Anya was waxing lyrical, as was I, about her during the commentary because her, even her work rate and her tenacity of play was superb. And for her very first interview with me, she didn't do too bad either. Here's what Kira had to say. Kira Ryan... Senior league debut for Kilkenny this afternoon against Clare in the National League. I don't think it could have went any better for you, could it? I know, like it was good now. Uh, once I got going, I felt like more relaxed and stuff. And sure, all the girls around you, like, you know, when you're playing with good players, it's easy to play well, I suppose, in the end. Do you know what I mean? When you found out that you were going to be starting today, what was the thoughts going through your mind? Um, well, I suppose at the start, I didn't really expect it. I was kind of surprised, but I suppose I kind of just thought about it. You're like, I have nothing to lose. Do you know what I mean? I'm only in the door. So, like, just put the head down, I suppose, and work hard was the main thing, really. We were talking to Katie there earlier on, and work rate was the word of the day with her. You can see it, the chap is really instilling it into the players. You were part of that, especially in the forwards as well, and you got on the score sheet. Overall, it's a very happy day for Kira Ryan. Yeah, look, chap always says it to us work hard, work hard, work hard, and I suppose the, the scores will come. It doesn't really matter who scores, we don't really care. Like, once we come out on the right side, and that's what we did today, and I suppose you could see the forwards are the first line of defence, and you could probably see that today. Like, all the forwards want to turn over the ball. And when you turn over the ball it's just as good as getting a score really to be honest Is it what you thought it was going to be with the intensity and the tackles that was going in there or was it completely different than what you had in mind? Yeah you see I suppose like you've been playing kind of college hurling and stuff which is a good level and all but I suppose you don't really you're not really ready for it until I suppose you get into it and you kind of go out there today and you realise geez, this is a step up but like I don't know with the girls around you and all they're so supportive and stuff so you kind of just put the head down you work hard and I suppose that's all you can do I suppose with the performance today the work rate getting on the score sheet turning 
going over a load of ball as well against the clear backs think you're putting your hand up the next day for a start uh, I don't know really sure we'll have to see we'll, we've two weeks now to go hard at training again there's other girls there that didn't come on today and stuff we'll want to be playing and there's girls injured and stuff coming back so look uh, it's great to have competition amongst us all and sure just have to stay working and we'll see what happens in two weeks time well congratulations brilliant league debut today you know very very well Thanks we can see much. by the smile on your face and best look the next day thank you thanks very much a brilliant league debut and a brilliant media debut as well. Fair play to Kiara Ryan. Right, we're going to move things along swiftly to this weekend coming. The 1As have a break, but Kerry is playing Dublin in the first of our 1B games. No venue on this. Michael Ryan is our match referee. Uh, Anya, who's going to come out on top on this one? Sorry. Had your microphone off. Go again. Um, I'm going to give the nod to Dublin on this and I think they're after raking up a really good score last weekend and I think, you know, certainly for Kerry, is it maybe a bit too soon for them? Um, but y- you would have to re-look at Dublin after their performance last week. Okay. Uh I'm going to keep going here now. I'm jumping. Well, I, actually, I can't do that. I will have to stick to the 1B games. Uh, Wexford and Antrim. Home game for Wexford. Uh, Liz Dempsey is our referee. No venue on this one yet. It has a two o'clock start. It's a long old way from Antrim down to Wexford. But who's going to come out on top? Um, bum, bum, bum. I'm going to go Antrim. Silence is not gold now, don't forget. So you're going for Antrim in this one? Yes, I'm going to go for Antrim. Okay. I don't know why, but I'm going for Antrim on this one. Okay. Interesting thought on that one. We'll just have to wait and see how that one plays out. Uh, Last game in 1B then is Limerick and Down. Even longer way down for Down in this one. Two o'clock start again. Aaron Hogg is our match referee. Who's going to come out on top in this one? Oh, you'd have to really look at um, Limerick in, in relation to that, wouldn't you? I suppose down or just... Don't be asking me. You're the yeah, expert when I'm, it comes to it. To, I am. I'm some expert, all right. Um, I'm going to going to give the nod there to Limerick. <laughs> OK, two B games then. Cork and Wexford. Uh, Joseph Mullins is the match referee. Haven't say I ever heard of Joseph Mullins before, but nice to see new faces on the block. Two o'clock start in this one. This is a home game for Cork. Assuming this is going to be near the Cork Camogie grounds no venue on it yet but Cork are flying at the minute in 2B can they keep it going yeah I think so I think there's certainly the gap has certainly got bigger between them and the chasing pack and I think that they're just going they're really they're just carrying on momentum and I don't think there's anyone stopping Cork at the moment especially in the league stages can they do back to back leagues yeah I think so yeah certainly can Tipperary and Galway next 2 o'clock throw in home game in Tipperary Shane Foley from Carlow is the match referee in this one. Is it going to be a repeat of the Division 1A game from last weekend in victory for Tipperary or can Galway come out on top? No, I think you're looking at kind of, I think realistically for uh, this division, I think you really are looking at Cork, Galway, Mead, Derry kind of a a situation there. Um, So I would be expecting Galway to come out on top on that. Okay, the producer is circling that one. Our own girls are going all the way down to Clare to play the home team next Saturday in the round four of the National 2B. Can they get victory under the belt like this? Nearly is a six-pointer because 
If you to. lose this, yeah. you're staring down the barrel of relegation, unfortunately. Carol Collins of Galway is the match referee. Two o'clock, throw in. But even though they may have to win it, are they going to? Yeah, I think so. I think they... I think it's gone to a stage where now they've had their three games in the league to kind of muster up and see what kind of a panel they have and they've given everybody an opportunity but I think when it comes to the fact that um, you know there could be potential for relegation I really think we have to go hard on this one and you would be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a good victory in this they okay. need a good victory like, well, let's not let's not paint roses no, here like, we said it we, we yeah, could be staring do. down the, they, the, they need a good victory in this one I mean yeah I, no disrespect to anyone in 3B no. and there's lots of good teams down there as well but um, it would be of no benefit to Kilkenny to go no. down I think it would be no be benefit to the other teams it would be either it a disadvantage to the other teams for Kilkenny to be going down it certainly would right uh, that's 2B that's 2B have we any more 2B games no so I need to move on to have I 3A games I have so uh, again we don't do these but I am going to mention Leash because Leash is playing Armagh mm-hmm. Armagh lost out to Carlo last year in the league final Carlo were promoted Leash doing very very well in fairness beating Kildare in the first game can they make it back to back wins in round two to be great for them yeah, to be a really, really good result for them. And I think certainly, um, you know, they've got home advantage on this one as well, haven't they? Yes, they have home advantage. Two yeah. o'clock in Leash Arnaud and our meet man. Up a big score though as well last week. Yeah. Yeah, so do you know, it'll be very interesting to see, but I think confidence will certainly um, propel Leash on in this. Our meat man Bernard Heaney is the match referee there. I have to give Bernard a special mention because he took me out of a right hole at the weekend doing two games in Dublin, 25 minutes apart from one another uh, to cover games because there was such a shortage of referees at the weekend and it's going to be a nightmare, I know, for this weekend as well. But anyway, thank you, Bernard, for doing that. And the next game in 3A is going to be Ross Common and Kildare. Great to see... Westmeat man Barry Knee back in action there after being out with an injury for a while. This game has a two o'clock throw in as well. It's in Ross Common and McWall and his Chargers is going to be heading over there in 3B then. Um, I'm looking here down through the fixtures. The first one is Antrim and Limerick. Well, it's kind of a little bit of a reversal from Antrim going to Wexford. That's a big journey for Limerick all the way up to Antrim. Francis Caldwell is the match referee there. And again, another new name that I haven't seen before, so we wish him well. Down in Dublin has a two o'clock throw-in. Dublin having to go to Down. And my good friend up in Antrim there, Mr Paul O'Neill, is the match referee on that one. Uh, that completes the three Bs, doesn't it? Uh, Division 4, then we have Tyrone and Wicklow. That is a home game in Tyrone. Wicklow making the travelling distance there. And Dublin man Simon Redmond is the match official. And the last one then in group, or Division 4, I should say, is Mayo and Louth. Two o'clock throw-in over in Mayo and Galway man Enda Nan is the match referee I'm almost sure Enda is Galway anyway uh, the minor All-Ireland Championship then commences on Sunday and all teams are going to be out there so I'm going to run through them as we have them and I'll get on your thoughts maybe on the minor 
Kilkenny's minor team we're not going to go through all of these um, individually because we would probably be here all evening but anyway in the minor C championship it is Wicklow versus Tyrone that's a 2 o'clock throw in there it's a home game for Wicklow and awfully man John McDonnell is the match referee Donegal and Cavan in minor C also has a 2pm throw in in Donegal there's no venue or referee on that one Shane Foley is going to be a busy man over the weekend because he's heading to Westmeath on Sunday to do the minor B championship round one game between Westmeath and Meath so that is a local derby up there Ronan Carroll of Dublin is making the journey to Down in the minor B championship for Down versus Kerry all these also have a two o'clock throw in Carlo is going to get their campaign underway with a game against Kildare which I'm assuming is going to be in Fenna but again that isn't confirmed but it's only an assumption uh, again no referee on that one either the minor A Shield competition which we were talking about uh, earlier on about Shields is Derry versus Leash so Leash after a very good performance against Kildare in the minor final can they get the championship off to a winning start well we'll have to find out Cavan man Philip McDonnell is going to be the match referee there the minor A championship then Kilkenny will make the trip to Tipperary to take on the home side there with John Dermody of Westmeath the man in the middle while also in the minor A competition Cork is going to take on Antrim that's in Abbottstown with Kildare man Ray Kelly and former All-Ireland referee in the middle (coughs) excuse me in the minor A Shield competition then as well Wexford v Dublin is going to be a home game for Wexford that's at 2 o'clock with Brian Kearney of Kildare as the match referee and to complete the fixtures for the weekend is Waterford versus Galway in the last of the minor A championships the Blackwater official from Wexford we had him at the weekend Justin Heffernan is going to be going to Waterford to referee that one no venue on that yet but lots of minor uh, action taking place Anya the big one I suppose we're going to be looking at is Tipperary and Kilkenny Kilkenny winning the minor Leinster title Mm-hmm. last weekend they've had a break this weekend they're going into the All-Ireland series with a little bit of momentum how do you think this is going to go for the away team yeah I think listen they've a really good strong uh, minor team this year and I suppose a lot of those girls will be coming off the back of winning All-Ireland there with Loretta over the weekend um, so yeah it'll be you would be expecting Kilkenny to do very well in the All-Ireland stages this year I suppose last year just coming up short in All-Ireland semi-final um, against Washford so yeah you would be hoping that everything goes well and we'll see a good victory for Kilkenny in this which would be great for them to get uh, off onto a winning way. Uh, lots of minor action taking place. There's lots and lots and lots of action taking place as well with the under-16s being out as well in the competition. Oh, God, here we go. No, no, go on. I was just going to say the under-16 competition is uh, also taking place the weekend with the A's and the B's heading up there. Well done, as we did say, to Offaly, who put in a battling performance to win back-to-back minor A Shield finals against uh, Dublin yesterday in the Netwatch Training Centre in Fenna. And again, it was a very enjoyable game. Carlo, we have to give a special mention to them as well. The very first time they ever partook 
in an A Championship game at any level and they took on Leash yesterday above Infena in round one of the under 16 A competition and while the result maybe didn't go Carlo's way I did get to see a little bit of that game some very fine hurlers in Carlo as well and yes it might be a little bit tough for him this year but they did win the B competition and it's great to see them up in A and only playing tougher I suppose oppositions can improve players as we know Anya from playing challenge games I mean you can bait match practice and so on so great to see Carlo playing there and we wish them well in their next round games which is coming up uh, at this weekend as well Madam Producer your out's going to say something Just a couple of things that caught my eye at the weekend Uh, the new Limerick senior captain is actually a Ballyhale woman she's not a Ballyhale woman is she a Ballyhale woman she's a Fenley no she's not she's a Young Ireland's woman Laura Fennelly but she is part of Ballyhale well, because her she father came from Ballyhale yes she would have his, she would have relations in Ballyhale but she's actually a Gorn lady she and did she's, play with Gorn didn't she she yeah. did and Laura. she played and she played with uh, Kilkenny as well back in the day now, I didn't remember playing with uh, Kilkenny but I did remember her the name that she played with Gorn and I remember actually the transfer the time that she went down to Limerick as well So No she would have yeah. played on an under 14 team that I was involved in with uh, Grace Welsh and Shelley Farrell but I'm not going to say how long ago You're showing your age now I know but sure I am an old dinosaur I have been told on several occasions lately But well done to Laura and the best look to her she's attached to the Capamore Club in Limerick now and fair play to her and Quave Parik mm-hmm. uh, had were playing in the Pierce's Sevens at the weekend, and they had at least ten Kilkenny girls on the team. Uh, some former All Ireland medal winners in the mix as well, including Shelley Farrell, uh, Mary O'Connell, uh, Denise Gall, Michaela Keneally, Aidan O'Connor, Susie Dunphy, Rachel, Rachel Feelan, Mary Corcoran. Actually, do you know something? Half of Leinster has gone to Cray Podrick because the amount of transfers has gone Nolan over there. Not and Alana Gallagher was the captain. Not only from Kilkenny, my dear Lillian, but from other counties as well have gone to said. Interestingly enough, they got bet in semi-final. <laughs> Did they? Mm. I didn't. By I, who? I actually don't know. I didn't get mm. the score, but I thought, looking at some of the social media, that they had won from the celebrations, but fair play to them. Yeah. I know it's great, it's great, but I mean, it, it does pose a, a bigger question and uh, I don't know the full extent of the numbers that's given yet. Um, and I must actually check it out whether I could or not, but there is a load I do know of transfers gone over to Australia at the minute. But it's, uh, it bowls, I suppose, and it poses the question as well. Is teams now suffering because of immigration? Which is, that's a stupid question because yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, and you can see that even from the Wine Gap Club with the uh, the couple, Denise, like um, Michaela, two of them that has gone to Australia for a while. Other clubs are in the same boat. We can't stop play. I mean, COVID stop players going away and the whole lot. But when you're young, you obviously have to do it. But being detrimental to one team is obviously positive to the teams that's over there. And we saw the World Games actually had their uh, Congress over the weekend as well. They launched a strategy that they actually want to see Gaelic Games in the Olympics. Yeah, I've seen that actually. I want to get your thoughts on that as well. Like, do you think there's enough, and I've seen narratives about journalists coming, is there enough competition all over the world 
that could put it up to players from Kilkenny or players from Ireland you're picking the best players we'll say from Ireland to take part in an Olympics is there going to be competition enough there for it? Actually the World Games works doesn't it? How often do the World Games take part? I think the Olympics will be slightly different like let's be realistic okay so let's let's take the likes of the girls that are going to Crave Podrick like if there was an Olympic team for Ireland like surely they'd have to sign for Ireland unless they're a resident in Australia and you would have to work that way because you, if you're playing in the World Games with a team over in Australia you are correct are not a citizen mm. of the country but you can yeah. play for you can play for the World Games but is that uh, not the criteria could you? for the Olympic no, we don't Olympics know you anyway. see saying, like, yeah. for the Olympics like, it's like I suppose the soccer like lads signing for England or Ireland like sure to God there has to be some like you know there has to be like if that's the case and I really wanted to make the Olympics I could head off there to, to Finland and say right lads let's set up a Camogie team and enter in the Olympics in Camogie surely I'd make it yeah I don't know is there enough is there enough of it being do, played in the think, world for an Olympics well like well, I do I do think there is a lot of countries across the globe that do have like GA clubs correct Camogie clubs yeah. I do think there is but I think that you're going to have to seriously look at the criteria like Let's just take Crave Podrick there for the moment, right? Okay, so, and I'm just taking, I'm just going to take Claire Nolan, for example, right? So Ireland are entering in the Olympics team. That's obviously going to be the best camogie players in the country are going to make this Olympic team. But then the girls in Australia, are do they get to make that Olympic team like because they're they're living in Australia now or do they have to be a resident or a citizen but of see, their that's, country that's something I, I don't know like I think that needs to be like what are the quite like that'll I think will depend on whether it's going to ha- like that'll decide the numbers then if there's enough numbers available well I think if for it's for it. the Olympics it would have to fall under the current Olympic rules for all athletes because mm. well now and again I don't know much about this and we're only speculating by the way before anybody starts ringing up or giving out about it as well like uh, on this because I don't know too much exactly about it but um, you take the Russian athletes right they don't go under the Russian banner the, the flag they go under the, the Olympic Council flag uh, and they can partake in it so would that kind of be the same way then with the World Games that the World uh, Games organisation which there is a separate one to the GAA it's a subcommittee that's there so if they were to put in uh, a team under their banner say so you would have your Ireland's you'd have uh, obviously England or Great Britain or whoever that you'd have players in uh, England um, maybe Scotland because obviously you have them in London and so forth etc that they could come in under that umbrella but that maybe the teams in Australia would come in under a World Games umbrella or something mm. and maybe partake as a more of a club maybe than mm. as Australia themselves. Mm. I don't know. I'm only speculating to see because we would have to get more details on it. If it did happen, I think it would brilliant. be great. It yeah, would be brilliant, brilliant for the, the... Well, I did notice the new <laughs> president of the GAA at the weekend made mention that their hurling is a UNESCO recognised sport mm. oh no it has been and it has been yeah, but has he been. made mention of it there's not too much mention of it but he did make mention of it in his inauguration speech mm. which I thought was interesting I would love to see the details of like yeah. what way exactly that would work out like with the players whether you would have to be a citizen to partake under the Australian uh, flag or whether players that is over in Australia are they going to come back and play for Ireland etc mm. because like how do you pick the the best 15 players uh, 
for Camogie wise out of it's Ireland not, it's was, impossible to nearly pick it pick the best 15 in a, at a county situation like yeah. you don't have to pick it at a, at a national I mean look at the international, international look at the hardship that's there with the all-stars like trying to yeah. pick uh, 15 of them like so imagine trying to do that for an Olympics but it would be great and I think for the people because let's be fair GAA players and Camogie players and LGFA players are athletes mm-hmm. and I suppose there's no uh, there's no compromise rules now etc for the GEA players okay the Shinty is there um, a little bit for players but not everybody gets to play that mm-hmm. there's nothing really for Camogie when it comes to that end of things so for that kind of uh, to allow players to go on an international stage mm-hmm. and something like the Olympics and experience the and the whole lot like it, yeah. it would be brilliant it would be fantastic like I'll and I'll put up my hand I'll go umpire at the Olympics for part of officials I'll go no problem bag. at all at all can I just say on exposure we had a cracker of a match in Nolan Park again the weekend and the crowd was abysmal yeah, I mean we have to support our girls and get out and support them. I don't see... It was a lovely afternoon. It was cold, but mm-hmm. a scarf and a coat would work for that. Like, we, we're talking about integration and we're talking about bums in seats, but we're talking and talking and there's no bums coming in seats. Mm-hmm. So would people ever make an effort and come out to the next home match? Because, number one, it's excellent for the girls. Number two, it's excellent to be getting Nolan Park for mm-hmm. our home matches. But it's dreadful to see the few handful and same handful coming in week on week. So can we get bums in seats, please? <coughs> I, yeah, but it's, it's all over the place. Like, I mean, even yeah. the, the minor matches. Now, in fairness, there was a few at it, but I wouldn't say there was a huge crowd at it. The under-16 game above in Fenner between Carlo and Leash the other day had a good, decent crowd at it. Like, mm-hmm. But again, like for what's there you'd probably expect more like Carlo's first ever A championship game and they did have a lot of support like but there's other players is there I have to make mention though um, and there's a couple of home games that we've been asked this there's a few of the Kilkenny senior hurlers have Absolutely, actually came every single one. and went and supported the girls as well and they have no girlfriends on the team or no affiliation to it but they've actually come and watched the game and it's actually nice to see um, you know because I mean the girls do go and support the fellas as well so you know that that is nice but look it's a huge problem all around I, I don't do know. I'm not though, saying it's not. No, I, I do think so as well. We also have to look at it from another point of view. There was an All Ireland Schools final on at twelve. O'clock no, there was correct. True. Yeah, yes. in Rat Downey, right with the Kilkenny school involved. Yeah. and that's going to obviously take away from it. That's yeah, going to take away, and then Kilkenny to be down <laughs> for two o'clock. You know, in Kilkenny, I think that could have been maybe a double he- potential for a double header. It was tried. Okay, um, but I also do think there could have been potential. Again, I don't know if this is tried or not, so you can tell me. Um, there could have been potential for a double header for the hurling and the camogie on the Sunday. No, that's what I'm tried talking about. Well. That, that was that was tried. I thought that's what you were talking oh, no, about. I'm that was school. No, sorry, the schools yeah. wasn't, but the other one was yeah, tried. Yeah, because there was like a bit of like I would have loved to have gone to the Loretto game as well as going to the Camogie game. Yeah. But you obviously have to... Well, the problem at the minute is that there's actually been so much rain the pitches can't take yeah. two matches and that's where the problem... But it was... Well, you see, for the, the Loretta one itself, um, you had a Kilkenny team and a Tipperary team mm-hmm. taking part in it. Now, while it would have been great for the Loretta and the Kilkenny girls to be playing at UPMC Nolan Park... Mm-hmm. If you were a teacher mm-hmm. or a player with Tipperary, would you be going to go and play a Tipperary or a Kilkenny team 
on possibly a home patch even though the majority of them girls I'd say would have never had the opportunity of playing in Nolan Park I know it's a great stadium and all would you give up that opportunity? To be honest with you if I was getting the opportunity to play in Nolan Park at 17 or 18 years of age in an all-earning schools final I think that's another way of looking at no, it. It is, think, but not think everybody think thinks huge, like that. I, 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 think the, I think the timing of the games could have been slightly changed. I think when we look at the Loretto panel, we definitely have one player that's on one player that's on our that's on yes, our senior that's panel. That's true. Yeah, we have a couple that are pretend <laughs> that, that are on, on our intermediate, intermediate panel. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm sure with the fact that they had no games, that they could have been in at that game. And I think also just the general, um, following of Kilkenny Camogie. I think a lot of people would have been at that Loretto game. So even they, if yeah, the times were across. slightly spread spread across, yeah. like so, I do think yes, there is an issue with not just Kilkenny but throughout all Camogie games that we're not supporting our girls but I do think there is other factors to it as well as in games being put on too close times to not allow everybody to get to But even down to the fixtures like two weeks ago our intermediates went to Cork and Cork seniors came here and I see the same thing coming up this weekend Mm. between uh, But our hurlers then in Cork the the next night Wicklow are playing Wicklow are playing their adult match in Tyrone and Tyrone are coming to Wicklow to play a minor match like there's no joined yeah. up thinking like and I think this is a pro- like I understand pitches are kind of are, are wet at the moment right and I completely understand that and I completely understand it's really it's next to near impossible to get pitches mm. oh and it I is appre- impossible and, it is and, impossible. and I do appreciate that right but on the other side let's go back to the Kilkenny car game I'm sure both counties would have had a, would have agreed to have it as a one venue. Yeah. I'm sure they would have. And even if or it even meant, have it in the same county at two different venues at different times. The intermediates were in O'Loughlin Gales and the seniors were in Nolan Park. Couldn't just scoot across to it, yeah. or you know something like that. Make it make it accessible for everybody. Mm. I think that needs Couldn't to be looked agree at. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I do yeah, think. You know, I think a little bit of uh, foresight has to be seen yes. here as well to try mm. and maximise the potential of the bums in the seats mm. and, and that's something that we do need to look at however and you can have all of the stars align in the sky and put them together the reality is and you've seen this as well mm. with me over the years travelling to matches it's the same few families yeah. that will travel to, matches, to every yeah. single game whether they're above in Derry Tyrone over in Galway down in Clare or Limerick mm-hmm they'll travel yeah. and there has been two games in Nolan Park over the last number of weeks like there was probably I don't know six seven thousand plus at the hurling game in Nolan Park over Something the weekend Park, yeah. Um, I mean if we got a quarter of that to come to the Camogie game mm. like I, I I probably can't give out the numbers exactly but less, there was definitely over 300 people um, came to the Cork game there was probably over 250 uh, came to the Clare game over the weekend like there is no way that we should not be at least getting a thousand people yeah. into a ground easily enough to follow mm. the players we should be able to fill the centre section of, of um, I mean the, the tickets Burnock. are free oh, the, let's let's be honest about this now and let's look at the club section as well the tickets for underage players is all free mm-hmm. there is nothing to stop every club in the county bringing an under 10, an under 8, an under 12 team up to Nolan Park. 
up to under 16s are free. Yeah, but but yeah. I'm just talking about yeah. even use the younger age groups that's there. Bring them up to Nolan Park. Leave them see the players. Leave them see them playing. Like there's Dixborough have plenty of girls on the team. Pilltown have plenty of girls on the team. Young Ireland's have plenty of girls on the team. And I'm not picking on them now either because we have mm. 33 clubs. Tullerone is the very same. Mm-hmm. Like we have plenty of teams. We should be able to get at least 30 of those clubs in with one set of players. And even if they brought 10 players up to yeah. watch the players. Yeah. You'd have a lot more in it. And I mean, look at all them girls that they could go out onto the pitch afterwards, no problem, get autographs, Mm -hmm. get photographs with the players. They'd be only delighted to do it, but there's no forward thinking there either. Like, we should be well able to do that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, that's the case. Just one other thing before you (laughs) sign off. Well, I wasn't going to yet because the Loretta did win at the weekend, and we do want to mention that. So, uh, because we are talking about the Loretta girls. Great victory for them. You're a former Loretto player as well. Another mm-hmm. All-Ireland title coming back to the Marble City. Yeah, nine nine All-Ireland titles puts them at the top of the roll of honour. Um, excellent to see. Um, congratulations to all the players. Special mention has to go to Anna Dohany. Um, got player of the match. She was excellent. Um, as Kira done, um, and I'm not just being biased because they're from Tullerone. I was watching the match while I was waiting for my car to be washed before I was heading to Nolan Park. Um, but yeah, both 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 girls were excellent. The whole that whole team they were absolutely brilliant. I have to say, um, we didn't. There was an awful lot of Erlingford uh, or Emma's players and St Anne players that were actually also on the Ursuline Thurlis team as well. Um, but you know, credit where credit is due to um, Loretta Kilkenny brilliant victory absolutely brilliant fabulous victory for them yeah it certainly is I mean they've cemented that spot up there at the top like they are probably I suppose a bit like St Flannan's was at the time now St Kieran's College is taking Mm -hmm. that mantle up as well it seems as the Loretto is the place like to if you you know they are setting the standard for uh, post-primary uh, All-Ireland College's title so well done to everybody that's involved there including to all of our panellists that are members of our minor our senior our intermediate and even possibly under 16 uh, teams as well because it's great to be able to see them and we look forward to their careers growing and spreading to wear the black and amber of Kilkenny even though they are wearing the black and amber of Loretta we want to see them in the black and amber mm-hmm. of Kilkenny so well done to everybody involved once again great victory you want to say something else? Just because people are always telling me they miss it um, the Kilkenny GA have opened applications for the cool camps for coaches for the cool camps so it's all all the information is available on uh, Kilkenny GAA if you want to apply but now is the time to apply for it coaches must be over 18 okie dokes well anyone listening you want a summer job that involves coaching and getting involved with cool camps and the whole lot it is actually a great experience um, great fun and I know that anybody who has done it in the past has really really enjoyed it so if you do want it the details are available on kilkennyga.ie anything else madam I think that's all for the moment, sir. That's great. Anya, unless you want to bring up? Nothing else today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Well, as we said, we have a break from broadcasting this weekend. Uh, We're not back on air until the 9th of March when we will be in Galway 
at the senior 1A game between Kilkenny and Galway we don't have a venue or anything with that yet we will bring that closer to you but the very best of luck to all of the Kilkenny teams that is out the weekend the very best of luck from me to all of the Leinster teams that is out the weekend and the very best of luck to one and all there we look forward to all of the games and congratulations once again to all of our winners uh, from the minor Leinster Championship over the last number of weeks to Offaly, our minor A Shield champions, to Kildare, our minor B champions, to Kilkenny, our minor A champions, and to Carlo, our minor B Shield champions as well. It has been a fantastic couple of weeks on the Camogie front. Lots more to come over the next while. Myself, Anya, and all of the crew at Come On Kind, including the producer will be available and looking forward to it. As always, we would love your interaction as well with us. Please do get in touch uh, through our email and that is comeonkind at kclr96fm.com where you can ask us to maybe investigate any kind of topic that you want to bring up or if there's something in your area that's coming up and you want to give it a bit of a push or a bit of a promotion, we'd love to hear from you as well. But for the time being... From the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny, from myself, Martin Quilty, from Anya, and our producer, Lillian Houlihan, it is goodbye from everybody here. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.